Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Put your hands together for the Lord. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Bless you. You're welcome. Bless you. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. We started something I call last Sunday. Who is strength? Praise God. Who is strength? We are in the month of leadership in the world of strength. And the theme of the leadership month this year is fit for purpose. Somebody say fit for purpose. Managing transition. We said transition is the movement of people and people groups over a period of time with the intention of collective progress and wellness. The movement of people and people people groups over a period of time with the intention of collective progress and well-being. Trem just celebrated 40 years. And now the question is, what will Trem be like in the next 40 years? The past 40 years brought us to where we are. How will this ministry be? Where shall we be in the next 40 years? The generation that started this ministry brought the ministry to this place. The generation that is taking over from here, where will they take the ministry to? Hence, the purpose of the leadership. Praise God. That is when we're talking about the transition. Praise God. That when we talk about this, we can never, never really define who Trem is without our mission statement. Praise God. And you you can never be an impactful leader without understanding and knowing who Trem is. Praise God. So, we start with our mission statement. What is our mission statement? What does our mission statement stand for? We said last Sunday that we have the three D's of TREM. Discover, develop, and deploy. And all are visible in our mission statement. Our mission statement is this is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the word of God for growth and fellowship in covenant with one another in covenant relationship. A release to make a formidable impact of our of our war for the kingdom. Making a formidable impact in our world for the kingdom. There you capture the three D's, discover, deploy, uh, developed, and deployed. You are, you are discovered when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Developed every time you are going, you come to church, you are taught in the Sunday school, you are taught in the Bible studies, you are taught in the Sunday service, You are taught in group meetings and fellowships. Praise God. We said a trem. Over to you, please. Trem is big enough to contain you, small enough to reach you, and powerful enough to deal with anything the devil brings against you. Big enough to contain you. Talking about Unlimitedness of our expansion. Praise God. Big enough 
to continue, no matter the social status, no matter your political status, there is room for you. No matter your educational background, there is room for you. Small enough to reach you in the groups, though the church is big, like you see how massive the headquarters is. Well, you see tens of thousands. But in the group, it's still small enough to reach you. In the group, different arms. Here we have the men, we have the women, we have the children, we have the youth. Praise God. There we can reach one another, one, uh, reach each other on one-on-one basis. Developing relationship with one another because we're in covenant relationship. Praise God. So that nobody will be lost. Praise God. So that nobody will be what? Lost. Nobody will be lost. You have to find your way. You have to belong. The ushering department, the choir, the power media, the social media department, the evangelism department, the weekend, every department you have to fit in. Small enough to reach you. And powerful enough to deal with anything the devil brings against you. Because here in Trail, we do not look at the bigness of our problem. We look at the bigness of our God. When you are equipped with the word of God, the word of God matures you, empowers you to handle every circumstance. Because the word of God will expose you to your true identity. The word of God will expose you to your rights and your privileges. The word of God will expose you to what is available, what are available to you in the kingdom. Praise God. And gives you the way to access what is yours in the kingdom. Praise God. We say we dealt with in trem, we believe in the total authoritative word of God. That the word of God, the Bible is consists of 66 books from Genesis to Revelation where we have Genesis, Exodus and so to the Revelation is 66 book, books and it's inspired is the authoritative word of God. Praise God. We said that the Bible, the word of God is the final authority concerning our Christian conduct and our Christian work. The Bible is final authority. And that's why we strongly believe in what the word of God cannot give to you. Number one, it does not exist. Number two, you don't need it. Praise God. With all the scriptures we read, we took time to, because we're not just declaring this to, to occupy us psychologically or, you know, to make us emotional, emotional hypes. You know, we have the scriptures which we read last Sunday. Today, we are starting with that. We believe that God has, Godhead, Godhead consists of three persons in one. Godhead consists of three persons in one. We have the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost. Let's push speed. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. From 16 and 17. Matthew 3, 16 and 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus, the Son. Baptized in the world, right? Then the spirit of God like a dove came on him and descended on him. Right? God the Father, the God the Son, the Holy the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. 
Then the voice. Hello, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The father. Right there, you see the, the, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. So we believe that the Godhead consists of three persons. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now go with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Just confirming that Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Confirming God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Many religions don't believe that. We don't believe that the angel is of more higher than the Son or the Spirit. Or that the angel rule and have authority over man. No. That the angels are subject to man. They are our ministering spirit. To minister is to serve. If you're a child of God, if you have made Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, angels are your servants. They serve you. They minister to you. Praise God. So we believe strongly in it. There are people out there that believe in different things, but this is what who we are. We'll talk about who is strength. Praise God. In trend, we believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. The virgin birth of Jesus. The virgin birth of Jesus. The only begotten son of God. He was born by a virgin, Mary. Where is that? Isaiah 7.14. Isaiah 7.14. We're going to read a lot of scriptures in this place. You have to understand this. Paul writing. Isaiah 7.14. Okay, thank you. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall give, conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. This is the first place that this prophecy about the birth of Jesus was prophesied. Apart from Genesis chapter 3, when God told Satan that the seed of the woman will burst your head and you will bruise his head. So Isaiah prophesied this. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born. Hundreds of years. And go with me to Luke chapter 1 verse 26 through 33. We'll say a long read. 26 through 33. You will see that the prophecy of Isaiah came verbatim. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Galilee, Nazareth. All these are fulfillment of the scripture of the prophecies that were said, spoken by prophets of old concerning Jesus. Praise God. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Jesus. That is a city, a definite place, a definite person, a virgin. We can pause. Then the question is, who 
is a mother of this devil, Satan the devil. And which city was it born in? Most of the religious rulers, you hear their names. They don't have this. None of them were virgin birth. Praise God. As a matter of fact, one of the clerics of Islam, what gave, made him to give his life to Christ is that he said he had read Quran up and down. But you can't find a chapter designated to Muhammad or his mother. But the name of Isa and Nebi, Jesus, is everywhere in the Quran. The mother of Jesus has chapter designated for that wrote about. So what did he do? He gave her life to Christ. He gave his life to Christ. God using the Quran to minister to him. Verse 27. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said. Hail thou that are highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him. She was troubled at his saying. And cast in her mind. What manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Could you please continue to 38? Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. I'm a virgin. And the angel said, answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age on the line. Maybe you have counted yourself out. That age have dead blow to you. That you cannot achieve. There are things you say, oh, because of your age, you have been deprived. In her old age, there is no limit to any child of God, of what God can do. There's no limit. The day I read, I've read it many times. The day I read this year again, after the death of Sarah, Abraham was over 140 years. He didn't just got married. He had six more children. Let's believe that Abraham did not just marry immediately after the death of Sarah. You know what I'm saying? After 140 years, over 140 years, And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, shall, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Did you see that? She was called barren. We said on, on Wednesday that God that we serve, the God of time, plan, purpose, and objectivity, he makes all things beautiful in his time. 
He's a God of season. He's a God of timing. During that period, Elizabeth never had a child. People were speaking from both sides of their mouth, calling her different things. But unknown to them that her womb was specially chosen to carry the forerunner of the Messiah. If she had given children, she would not have been able to fulfill her purpose. Hear me and hear me clearly. You under the sound of my voice. God has a specific assignment for your life. God has a purpose for your life. You are not like any other person. You are not like everybody. So what happened to others will not happen to you. The way people live generally should not be the way you live. You have to discover why you are here on earth. They call her name Barren. Naturally, man have counted her out that she has failed. There are millions of women, billions of women in that period who is hearing their name today. There were billions of children that were born in that period who is sharing their names today. But today we are talking about Elizabeth and the son, John the Baptist. We are talking about Ekanah, the husband of Elizabeth. Child of God. The Bible said the ways of God are far past finding. God's plan, God's way, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We must latch on to the thought of God for our lives. For I know the thought that I have for you, said God. Not the thought of evil, but of peace to give you hope and a future. God's purpose and God's plan is greater and better than whatever man says about her. When you discover God's purpose for your life and stay in God's purpose, you will fulfill your security, your contentment, your satisfaction is in you, in the purpose of God for your life. You discovering the purpose and staying, remaining in God's purpose for your life. Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is a sixth month with her, who was called barren. You will disappoint the prophecy of man. You will disappoint the prophecy of man. You will disappoint the prophecy of the enemy. Whatever idle words spoken over us, I cancel it with the blood of Jesus. For who shall say a thing? And it shall come to pass when God have not said so. This is the sixth month with her who was called barrenness. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. That's why you must not rule yourself out. That's why you must not count yourself out. Don't give up hope. Keep believing. Keep living. Keep believing. Keep living. Keep trusting. Keep thanking him. Keep praising him. And it will surely come true in your life. In the name of Jesus. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel of the Lord and the angel departed from her. She received it. You have to embrace and receive the word of God. So we believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the virgin birth of the, of the only begotten son of God. Jesus is the only begotten son. But there's a virgin birth. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Matthew 1, 18. 
Matthew 1, 18 to 23. You have to know this and be able to defend your faith. Praise God. You have to know it. Paul's writing and tell us that this is how you know fake prophets. Anyone, um, an Apostle John also, First John, anyone that does not believe that Jesus Christ came to this world in a body, he said, that person is an antichrist. And there are many people that today that don't believe in it. They might be blowing and speaking lightning and thunder, whatever. But they have to confirm the scriptures. Praise God. That's why we take time to read this. Not that we're just telling you from our head. Praise God. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 23. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 through 23. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with a child, with child of the Holy Ghost. They were already engaged to marry. To espouse that means, I'm seeing an 18 place. To espouse that means to be engaged. They are not married yet. It means that the fact that you're engaged does not mean that you should be sleeping together. Today, people have known themselves inside out before they even go to the altar. Some go to the altar, three of them go to the altar. And that's what today, that, that, as if uh, there is no boundary, no, there's, there's no, uh, how will I put it? No line drawn. The word of God still remains the same. Abstain from all form of evil still remain the same. Don't sleep around, still remain the same. Marriage is honorable in all, the bed undefiled. It's a holy thing. God created the relationship between a husband and a wife. It's holy, it's worship. But today, the world has desecrated it. The devil has bastardized it. To the extent that even nine years children, 11 years children, is an evil under the sun. But who is going to right the wrong? You and I. You and I. We must set the standard. That's why we must know who Trem is. This is what we believe. The sort we believe. You cannot be coming to the church and you are living like anyhow. Living like any, you know. No! There's a line to be drawn. Jesus came to show us the example. The word of God was strong. This is who we are. This is who, what we believe. We are not just a religious a, a religious quack. We're not just religious folks that gather together. Someone said with me, it's a call to relationship. You're not even hearing yourself. It's a call to relationship. Relationship is no relationship without fellowship and communication. You maintain, you build and maintain relationship. It is your responsibility to know is the person you are in relationship with. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. It's our responsibility to know him because the more you know him, the more you know yourself. You cannot know who you are when you don't know him. Before she got married, before she started sleeping with her husband, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. 
Put on your imagination. Put on your imagination. Because in Israel, in those days, and even now, among those religious Jewish people, they still maintained out those laws. You don't touch your wife until you are married. And that's what we believe in Trem. Dad was saying the other day that he thought that everybody is like him. So he said, Let's give everybody liberty. The next thing you see that people are already sleeping among themselves. He said, before he now put rules together to guide and to help the people. It's your own. The parcel that is yours, why do you pinch it? Verse 19, Dejah. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Because right now, there is a great embarrassment that is coming to the family, both the man's side and the woman's side. So how will I handle this? I don't want to. She has suffered enough. Let me not give her a public disgrace. Let me put her away quietly. Verse 20. But why he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Joe, know that your wife did not betray you. Your wife did not commit adultery. Your wife did not cheat you. What she, she's carrying, she's the vessel Isaiah spoke about in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. The virgin shall give birth and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. The next thing is that Joseph now receive. She obey. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet Isaiah, saying, that's what we read, that's what we started from. Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Jesus, we strongly believe in this. You, I'm taking time to read all this so that you know where they are in the Bible. Like, formerly those days, during the early stage of the ministry of the church, women tied their hairs. Mama, right? You tie their hairs completely. You don't see any uh, one hair coming out. You must tie completely. So as revelation started unfolding, they said, okay, you can leave your hair open. But on condition, you must know why. You must show me where in the Bible. Right? You don't just say, oh, you leave your hair open. Where does it say in the Bible? Because many people come to train, they see people, their hair. You're open to the scripture, you know where it is. Like this. You, you know the scriptures. So when you are talking to somebody or ministering to somebody, you will not be bamboozing with their oratory, oratory prowl. Praise God. He will believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. We believe in his crucifixion. Praise God. He was crucified. His death bodily resurrection and ascension. Go with me to Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 to 6. You crucified. He died. He was buried. And he resurrected in the body, not spirit.
Because some people will come, come and tell you, prove it. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene. Verse 20, chapter 27 talks about his death and burial, right? Now, chapter 28 from verse 1 is now telling us the story of his resurrection. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Whatever the enemy have used against you, against your destiny, against your progress, against your flourishing and fruitfulness, is rolled back in the name of Jesus. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. One angel. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, yea, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. It's no more there. It's risen. Praise God. It's no more there. It's risen. Not only that we believe in the crucifixion, the death, burial, and bodily resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. You can read that and about ascension in Acts chapter 1. When Acts chapter 1 verse verse 8 after he was talking with them in their you know the angel would came and take them and take him up praise God then we're talking about the rapture we believe in the rapture of the saints glory to God we believe in the rapture of the saints his glorious coming again his millennial reign, his white throne, the rapture. What do we mean by rapture? The rapture is a taking away, cutting away of the ch- of the church. The reason why this world is still together is because of the church. We are the salt. We are the preserver. We are the light. The moment the church is taken away, the church is here. The Holy Ghost is here because of the church. The moment the church is taken away, the Holy Ghost is gone, the Antichrist, the devil will run riot over the whole humanity. So, our focus, hear me and hear me clearly, our focus is the rapture. Everyone, if you have made Jesus as the Lord and Savior, the end of it all, is the cutting away, the taking away of the saints. Jesus has set the date and it's one we are every day. The happenings every day as we wake up every day, we are pressing closer and closer to the rapture. There are people that are some saints that will not be able to make the rapture. They will they will they will have their personal rapture by death. Praise God. Some will be cut off to go to heaven. Before the general cuttle of of the whole sense. Praise God. Some will die before then. And those that are alive will all be caught up at the same time. Where is it, Pastor? First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. First Corinthians 15, 51. We are going to read to 58. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 
sleep there. We shall all not sleep. Sleep there means we are not all going to die. Praise God. We are not going to die. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise, shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. This flesh and blood, the Bible says, will not inherit the kingdom. When we're talking about this, incor- this, incor- well, this corruptible, this corruption, we put on incorruption. That is this body. The, this flesh and blood is not going with us. We are going with the body, the same body Jesus resurrected with. That same body Jesus resurrected with is the same body we are going with. That's the same body that goes through the war. The body that travels without aircraft. Praise God. Put on your imagination. In John 20, they were gathered together, the whole door shut, and he appeared in their midst, right? That body is not limited. You can go anywhere. At the moment you think I have to be here, you are there already. Praise God. It's going to be a beautiful fun. Praise, praise the Lord. So Jesus, that is the same body we are going with. Not this physical body that we have now. And the body that we have, you're going to be is the same shape, the same face. Everybody will know who is who. Why do you, what do you mean, Pastor? When Jesus resurrected with the glory of body, they know him. That's why they will be able to know that this is the, the Lord. Praise God. So when this corruptible shall have put on corruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Because death have no power over that this resurrected body. Oh death, where is that stink? Oh grave, where is that victory? The stink of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. 56. Fifty-six to fifty-eight, please. The thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In view of this, he said, "Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain." So whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind, with every faithfulness, integrity, sincerity, loyalty, and honesty. Because as you're doing it, it's like somebody that having deposit in his bank account. Are you hearing me? Because we're going to reap whatever we are doing. It's not in vain. Pastor Chi during the Sunday school was saying that you are not doing for Pastor Fred, you're not doing for Bishop Mike. Praise God. I told us last Sunday that the closest family you have is members of the church, right? Some of you will say, oh, what was Pastor saying? This is it. Okay. Let's read more of the scripture and establish this. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. First Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven. With a shout, not angel, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, 
and the dead in Christ shall rise forth. Then we which are alive, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 15 where we read, we, we will not all sleep. Right? Those saints that are gone, those saints that have gone, like my dad and my mom, my biological dad and mom that are already gone, my younger brothers that are already gone, my younger brother that has gone, I beg your pardon, they are not lost. Praise God. If they die in the Lord, that's what the Bible, where we read, it says, we shall not all sleep. A child of God does not die. A child of God sleeps. If you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you are not dead, you are asleep. Because you are going to wake up to newness of life. So, the loved ones that are gone are not dead. They are not lost. But if any of your relation does not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are lost forever. That's the truth. And that is the reason why I have been telling us since I come to this place that many of us will live here and send money back home. It's good to send money back home to them. But what are you doing about their salvation? What are you doing about their salvation? Your friends, your body bodies, your best friends, your parents, they are not saved. It's high time for you to do something about their salvation if you don't want to lose them forever. Look at what the Bible says. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Before this, he talked about, he was admonishing the Thessalonian saints that have lost some of their relations, some brethren that have died. That is why Paul started telling them about this. He all opened up their spirit, gave them the revelation that any Christian that died, it's not dead, it's asleep. That we will meet again, they are not lost. He said, comfort you one another with these words. Before this, he said, we don't weep like them that have no hope. Uh, can you please, in this same four, go to, let's start from beginning, from chapter one. So from verse one of First Thessalonians chapter four. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. This is how you are supposed to live. This is how it's supposed to work. For you know that what commandments we give you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. That you should abstain from fornication. Is you know what I was saying before? Sanctification. This to, to sanctify meaning you are set apart for the Lord. That you should abstain from fornication. Abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Possessing his vessel there is talking about your relationship, your spouse. If you're engaged, possess your vessel. Don't go start having fornication, sleeping where you are not married yet. After with sanctification, you separate yourself and honor. Not in the loss of concupiscence, even as the Gentile which know not God. This is a you see, they do all these things. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any better. Because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also have 
forewarned you and testified. When you live like that, you are defrauding your brother. You are defrauding that sister. For God had not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. Do you see that? If you are living that kind of lifestyle, is living an unclean life. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Mm-hmm. He, therefore, that despises, despises not man, but God, who had also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Yes, nine. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you. For you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. You see, this a place where they are good. He, he pat them at the back. Right? Brotherly love, taking care of one another. But in this area where everybody is sleeping around, he said, no, you don't really have to do that. Praise God. And indeed, you do it towards all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. You are good in this, loving one another, taking care of brethren, right? All through Macedonia. Just like in you talk about west east, east coast of the United States. You say, yes, do it more and more so that you increase. Praise God. You are known for that, for being your brother's keeper. Praise God. Verse 11. And that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to walk with your own hands as we commanded you. Talking about lovers. Right? Study. You have to know don't that you will not be this. That ye may walk honestly towards them that are without and that ye may have lack of nothing. Honestly to them that are without, those that don't have understanding. But I would not have you to be ignorant. This is when I start dropping the bombshell of what we read before. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them. Wait, go back to that 12, please. Okay. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, Concerning the which are asleep. Do you see? Christians don't die. Christians don't die. The redeemed don't die. They sleep. Concerning them who are asleep. That you sorrow not. Do you see that? That you sorrow not. Even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that, which, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Did you see that? Those that have gone, like as I said, people, there are people that have individual rapture. I call it individual rapture. Because you cannot go to heaven if you don't exit from this earth. Right? The late Archbishop Benson, the house of blessed memory saves. Everybody is calling heaven, heaven, but no, want to go to heaven, but nobody want to die. You cannot go to heaven without God. Just like a woman, you cannot have a baby without being pregnant. So, when you understand this, you will not be afraid of death. Praise God. When you understand it, you will not be afraid of death. The question is, how prepared are you? That's the thing. The life you're living Revelation that I'm going to wrap up with today, you will see it. Every day of our, every day as we live here, we must live each day as if it's our last day. We must live each day as if it's a what? Our last day. 
We must maintain our relationship with God through Jesus, guys. Our faithfulness, our commitment, our dedication. And there's no question mark in our lifestyle. Praise God. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise forth. Praise God. Do you see that? This is it, dearly beloved. We believe in the rapture. Rapture is real. Rapture is real. That's why you have to be ready because nobody knows the day, nobody knows the hour, nobody knows the moment. Praise God. Give me 20, Revelation chapter 20, 11 to 15, the will pause. Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15. Because we believe in the glorious coming again, his millennial reign, his white throne judgment, and the new heaven and the new earth, when he shall have put all enemies under his feet and shall reign eternally with his bride. Well, this is, we believe in this. Where are these? Go with me to Revelation chapter 11, chapter 20 from verse 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne. Every one of us, this is where we are heading to. After the rapture, the next thing is the great white throne. The great white throne. Everyone born by a woman. No matter your title. No matter the religious background. Everyone. This is where everyone is coming in. Whether you believe it or not, it's irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you want to come to the United States. No matter the nation you belong to, you come from. For you to come to the U.S., you must do what? Secure the travel permit, American visa, right? Before you can come in. No matter how wealthy or whoever you are, if you enter the plane, whether you're private jet, you get to the border of America without visa. What happened? Go back. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. You see, man, because when the day comes, you know that you are a small fry before him. It, I always tell us that it's not that same Jesus in the manger or the one that was hung on the cross that you're going to meet with. Look at how the scripture describes it. Everything was afraid and fled from his presence. Verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great. Do you see that? Small and great. Stand before God and the books were open. I always tell us in this place that we accountable, we are going to give account of our life. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. According to their works. I'm going to read a translation of this. As I wrap up. According to their works. And death. And hell. Were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 15. And whosoever was not found. Written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Let me read. And I saw a great white throne and the 
one sitting on it. The earth, the earth and the heavens fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they have done. Did you see that? According to what they have done. As recorded in the books, while you are on earth here, everything you do, every day of your life, there is a recording going on. The Lord opened my eyes to this book, to this revelation many, many years ago. I was, then I was still in Nigeria. There was no light. Remember? Nigerian style. There was no light. And I was in the bathroom. There was no light in the bathroom. Yet, I was able to know where the bucket is and the water pouring into my body. Then I had the Holy Ghost go to me, son. You have been able to know where the bucket is and the water is. If you cannot hide your nakedness to the bucket, how do you think you can hide yourself from God? He said that our shadow, our shadow, listen to me, our shadow is heaven's digital recording camera together with our conscience that records every step, everything, every action and every thought, everything we do. So at the last day, when we come to the the white throne to this blue day, because this is where every one of us is ending. Everything about you will be replayed back to you. So you will not have any blame. You cannot refute it. Your mouth will be wide open. Huh? Everything about us Bible says a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. For my God is the consuming fire. We must know who we are dealing with. But let me finish reading, then I'll wrap up. And the books were open, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done. As recorded in the books, the sea gave up its dead. And death and the grave gave up their dead. And all were judged according to their deeds. Did you see that? All were judged according to their deeds. Not some. All were done, judged according to their deeds. Not according to what somebody else do. Or what somebody else make them do. According to all. And all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is a second death. And anyone whose name was not found, recorded in the book of life, was thrown into the lake of fire. In this place, you have two judgment. In this place. One, the judgment for reward. Right? And the other one, the judgment of what to do with Jesus. If you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, your name will be in the book of life. Automatically. You understand what I'm saying? Automatically, your name is written in the book of life. Now, the, the, the digital age we have found ourselves in, my phone, they asked me, do you want facial the moment I click yet, boom, it was gone. So any time I pick my phone, if it's locked, the moment I raise it to my face, it's open, it's unlocked. That is man. So everything we do is recorded. Everything. If you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you come to church, but you know relationship with Jesus, your name will not be in the book of life. You might be the holy, you might be the alpha, you might be this, the prophet, 
Your name is not in the book of life. The second judgment is a reward. He said they will be judged according to their works. All were judged according to their works. Dearly beloved, in view of this truth, in the view of this revelation, what manner of person ought you to be? What manner of a Christian ought you to be? What manner of Christian ought you to be? What manner of man or woman ought you to be? Because on that day, there's no partiality with God. Man, no man is not there. It's personal. My baby girl, whom I, I love so much, people know. She can't stand for me that day. I can't stand for her. Talk to God. Are you blessed? Talk to God. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Lord, we thank you for the word we have received today. Even as the voice of man sees his Holy Spirit, I ask you to echo this truth in our heart. Echo this truth in our ear. Echo this truth in our spirit. Help us to maintain our relationship with you, Jesus. To let us know that we're not just playing games. There is an end for what we are doing. There is a day of reckoning is coming for each and every one of us. The day of reward, the day that we will meet you face to face. That you, are, you mean business. Your life is involved. Your blood is involved. Help us to live faithfully. Help us to live holy for you. Help us to live loyally to you. To be faithful to you. To be totally sold out to you. To be wholehearted in our work with you. Wherever we are having any deficiency, we ask you to help take all our weaknesses and give us your ability and your enablement. Thank you, Father. Everyone, anyone under the sound of my voice, I rebuke sickness, I rebuke disease, I rebuke infirmity, I rebuke pain. I command wholeness from the crown of our head to the source of our feet. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.